What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up? But you can't because you're drowning in debt. Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. Now here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Welcome to Keys to Riches Radio, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This part of Keys to Riches is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, why don't you pick out one of our books? Wouldn't that be great? How about, yeah, exactly. Money, credit, and... And you or uh, Um, the uh, Seven Elements for Self-Empowerment. Yes, You Can 2.0 is also available. Uh, Just look me up when you get there. Heather Wagonhalls. You on iBooks too? Uh, We're setting that up. It took a while to figure all that out. They're Mm -hmm. kind of... Are they tough? Lots of hoops. When I sat down to do it, I didn't have everything, all the information that they mm-hmm. were requesting. So it's good. it's on the back burner, but we're getting there. We're getting there. So uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features and the keys to riches financial philosophy. So first off, we've got Moolah Word of the Day. Right. We got Moolah word, um, and it's in the middle. It's in between. That's your hint for the Moolah word. In between. Yeah, we have this week's key, our first key. We're starting over in the Keys to Riches, acceptance, financial philosophy. Acceptance and affirmation. I'm sorry Very to step good. on you. Uh, well, yeah. Well, at least it wasn't with your big fat foot. I'm excited. I'm excited, <laughs> so, you know. I know, because I'm myself. excited that you remembered. So, and uh, because it's only been like, you know, 12 weeks ago that we yeah. did this. So, so it's exciting that you remembered and it managed to, to make it in and stick. So, yeah, so we are at our first key in the philosophy. Plus, we have our new segment kicking off this season with our new Scam Alerts section by moneycreditandyou.com, my new book and identity theft and frauds and scams resource on the web. Nice. So, yeah, so we're going to talk today about elderly scams in that segment. I'm getting, my, you know, I just got another credit card hit for like $3. This is the third the third scam in like six months. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps it. you should just get a card change to oh, ask I, them to change your oh, account they, number. They force you to change it. 
Oh, good. See, some yeah. of some of the card things, you know, I remember I reported it once, and they sent me a new card, and it had the same account number. I'm like, no, can we, we change this, please? No, no, no. You have to change the account number. Yeah, it made no sense. It made no sense. So that's what we've got on tap for today's show. I'm pretty excited about it. So let's talk moolah word, shall we? So our moolah word of the day is median. Remember the hint was in the middle or in between? Uh, okay. This median. is an important word. Uh, because we hear about it in the media when it comes to citing statistics and everybody who is trying to impress their point of view upon you cites statistics, and many of those statistics are drawn on medians. And so wouldn't it be nice to know what a median is? It's not that thing that runs down to the center of the road that screws up your <laughs> rims when you whack you. it. The New Jersey median. Yeah, you know, it's not the thing that messes up your rims as you're going down the road because right. you... You drift over onto it. So it's not that type of median. No. In the investment world or investor or economic financial sense, median is a type of average and it's found by arranging the values in order and then selecting the one in the middle. So if you have 13 numbers, okay, so they arrange them from highest to lowest or lowest to highest, it doesn't matter. It's in order. And then they pick the middle one as its representative. So if the total number of values in a sample is even, so let's say it's 12 numbers, then the middle two are the mean and they add them together and divide by two to get you the quote mean. Okay. Okay. The median is a useful number in cases where distribution has a very large or extreme value, which would otherwise skew data. So if you think about it, like you've heard of the bell curve. Sure. Okay. So there is no curving to this. Okay. And it's not arranging things in a different way off of a particular number. Because I'll give you a great example. The guys in auto shop hated me. Like they loved me at first because there was a chick in their auto shop class in high school. And then, but most of the auto shop guys took it because it was an easy A because it was graded on what? A curve. So uh, what they did in that case is they aligned all of the numbers and then 100% was attributed to the highest grade. And so since everybody was mediocre and an average achiever, the highest grade used to be a C until Little Miss 97% came along <laughs> and she screwed all of that up. <laughs> so those easy A's that they thought they were getting... And thanks for playing. I ruined the curve. And then they hated me and nobody would do any favors for me. How did, they, would, how did they know this? Who, who let them on that you were screwing up the curve? Should well, have been knowledge to them. Yeah, I don't know. Well, everybody freaked out when grades came out. And 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 so because and it, it and I don't even remember, but it, it probably was me because yeah, I probably yeah, went. Yeah. Well, I got an A. You guys must be <laughs> stupid. That's probably what I did. Yeah, you and, blew it. So I burnt my own bridge there. Yeah, you know, just by being arrogant and being snotty. A high profile. I know. Well, I was a cheerleader too. So imagine I've got all of that. A condescension and ambiguity oh, yeah. coming from me as a cheerleader with my holier than thou. I mean, I wore rubber gloves when I worked on the cars. <laughs> it was that bad. Oh, that's great. Well, I didn't want to mess up my manicure. Sure. You know, so anyway, so that's our moolah word of the day. It's median. And so it, it affects our moolah because how we grade things or measure things makes all the difference. So imagine if somebody was trying to cite statistics to you to impose their will. And we know there's plenty in, the, in the market on. today going on. But if they took 
a median number versus a curved number or an averaged number, that would potentially skew the statistical results, Mm -hmm. which may not play into somebody's favor. Right. You know, if both sides are evenly matched, a median isn't going to help. But if there's radical swings, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, that would definitely affect it. Yeah. You know, it would raise that middle up potentially if there were more people on one side of the fence versus the other. So that's why maybe averages would be better. But so people manipulate data to suit their own purposes. So that's when you hear meeting, you know that they lined them all up and took the middle number. Mm -hmm. So there's sums on both sides when they do it that way versus an average or these other things that, that can skew things more dramatically. So let's, uh, that's it for your moolah word. Uh, so for, um, for today's show, acceptance and affirmation, it's, you know, I, I like this because it's kind of like a rebirth. And for those of you who have been with us for an entire season, it's really, really great to get back and quote, sharpen the saw. That's how I kind of reframe it. We're exercising Stephen Covey's seven habits right here by going back to the basics. So we're going to start the keys all over again. And that does quite a bit for us when we do this, because if we have deviated, um, if we forgot uh, or maybe didn't fully apply some of the different keys to our personal financial states, then perhaps this is a chance to go and reinforce what we know. And maybe because, you know, like for me, Atlas Shrugged is my all-time favorite book. Every time I read it, I get something new out of it. And I've read it over 50 times. It's my sharpen the saw. And then when I get ready for the summer summit, I always read it again. Uh, so I'm reading it at least twice a year. And then when I had big, you know, like emotional hurdles or professional hurdles, like divorce, you know, losing a company, that sort of stuff, I read it again as my pick me up. It's my sharp in the saw. And like, I actually gleaned something completely new out of it. Uh, it was almost as if I had never read it before because I was like, when did this show up? But I got a great, as I was working on my speech for, for Atlas summit, um, I found the link that I was looking for the causal connection from what I do to objectivism and how I can, how I'm building that bridge. So it's not just my esoteric connection. I have Ayn Rand's own words substantiating what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And had I not reviewed it again, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. I would still be struggling, questioning, wondering. And now I can cite words, her own words to substantiate my purpose with what my talk is featured on. So what does that have to do with the keys? Well, everything, because hearing it again and again, it's going to take us three to 5,000 times to make something a habit. Like we hate to hear that, you know, it's not 21 days. It's not three days. It's not seven days. A single event learning experience, like something catastrophic and you're traumatized into learning something, you can be traumatized one time into doing something different. Mm -hmm. But most of the time to make the behavior stick, it's got to be repetitive. It's got to be done over and over and in the same fashion in order to get into that survival part of our brain uh, so we can do it without thinking about it. And so that's why reviewing these keys, if you think about it, if you just joined us last season, you've only been through them once. So the more you know them and and the more things going on in your life that's different from the last time you heard it, different things will be important to you. See, mentally, my subconscious was looking for a a causal connection to my speech and, and the book and without me consciously realizing it, I found something super valuable 
And, and so, and, and I've read the book 50 times, so you can never hear enough of stuff as far as I'm concerned. So for those of you joining us for the first time, the keys to riches is a baker's dozen, uh, of, uh, of concepts, uh, in this financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. And so um, this week's key is acceptance and affirmation. And the whole point of this two-part key uh, is simple. So first, until we acknowledge we have an issue or we do or do not know things or we know the wrong things uh, or are put into a position where we have to make a change, we won't. We must accept where we are and that we may need help in order to then begin the process of learning and transforming. Because the transformation is not just the process of applying a different method. It's about learning what's appropriate for you so you can effectively deploy. Because activity is just activity. And activity combined with purpose is effectiveness. And we want to be effective at money management. Not just, you know, diligent at getting it done. But we want to be purposeful in that. Anybody can water a plant every day. But how much water, if you're not measuring how much water, you know, you could kill a plant. Like my husband just killed my aloe vera through overwatering. My worm that was in the pot too died. He was floating at the top. I was devastated. I'm like, what? I don't think I've seen a worm in the desert yet. Oh, well, there's worms here. Yeah. I see them all the time after rain and little slugs from snails too, all over the place going, help me, get me off this hot brick, will you? Tons of them in New England. Yeah. And then I just, I grab them and I throw them in a pot. That's a good idea. Yeah, because they're good for your garden. Sure. So we've got to accept where we are in order to make that first step. The second piece, why is affirmation tied to this first key? And that's because even if we accept we have a problem, if we're paralyzed by fear or we have had our self-esteem tortured, maimed, or totally ruined, we're not going to have the ability to move forward and start taking action. Because, okay, yes, I, uh, I I need to file bankruptcy or I overspent on my credit cards or I lost my job or whatever it is. We can make that into a hopeful situation or a hopeless situation. And it's all in how you approach it. And depending upon where your self-esteem and self-worth is, is all going to be dependent upon how you make that first step. So what we want to do is make that conscious first step a quality step. And the only way to do that is start affirming our abilities We have to start telling ourselves that we are good at managing money, you know, because just because you are ditzy doesn't mean that you have to stay ditzy. Mm -hmm. And just because you have been careless in the past doesn't mean you have to be careless in the future. But the likelihood without an active conscious change and the belief in place that you can make the change, it's not likely that it's going to happen. And that's why this is a twofold key. You are listening to Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And this part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by uh, KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Keys to Riches radio listeners. Visit keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the links and begin to protect your credit, your character, and good name. Remember to use promo code WAG. 
So when we think about acceptance, acceptance is very difficult. And it's because we're biologically set up to fail at anything long term when it comes to money management, weight management, career management, anything. We lose interest uh, over time or it doesn't fulfill us or we don't have the tools in place um, to stay engaged. It doesn't, we become, you know, ambivalent or complacent about it. In this, in the, in the way we function um, and the way we process information um, is going to be totally dependent upon the way we frame things. And if we don't believe we have a problem, we're never going to move to correct it. Denial is a very powerful, warm, fluffy blanket that we swaddle ourselves in. And it's very tough when you're all toasty and that big, bad world is a cold, cruel world. So how do we take off that warm, fluffy blanket of denial and enter the cold, cruel world? Well, if we don't think, if we dismiss how bad something is, we can avoid doing that. If we just flat out deny there's a problem, no matter how much proof is in your face, belief is so much more powerful than fact. Just because something is a fact doesn't mean you believe it. You have to believe in it, yeah. You know, and uh, and if you don't think that I'm right about that, just look at any political movement, any controversial topic. And there are so many people who are completely unreasonable about it yeah. because their beliefs are trumping the recognition of any fact that's yeah. out there. The reason why accepting who you are is so powerful and so critical is because the only way to move forward and change something is to recognize something isn't the way you want it to be. So if you're fat and you're tired of being fat, you're going to have to look in the mirror. You're going to have to step on a scale because we have to identify how fat am I? How fat is fat? Is it, is it as fat as I think it is? Is it, am I lighter than I thought I was? Am I heavier than I thought I was? You got to find out because how do you make a plan to lose weight? It's the same thing when it comes to budgeting. How much in debt am I? If you don't open the bills or you kind of just like blindly pay the minimum payment or put them all on autopilot and never really look to see how much damage you've done, mm. how do you even know you have a problem? Or how, and if you don't look, maybe you know you have a problem, but if you never look, how do you know how bad it is? It might be not as bad as you think, and it might be real simple to remedy. Maybe it's just a few quick changes, but unless you take a look, it ain't going to happen. So we have to come out of denial and move to acceptance. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, uh, the I think she just passed, actually, the late Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, wrote a really great book that I was forced to read in college, and I didn't understand why I had to read this, and I thought it was kind of dumb at the point. But then... After that information sunk in, and as my life started moving forward, um, I started to see the connections of the value of it. And the book was called On Death and Dying. But it's not just about death or dying. It's about processing grief, processing change, acknowledging the need for change. And it starts with denial. Like when somebody says, you got cancer. Yeah. You're going to die. No, I'm not. I need a second opinion. I need a 20th opinion. You know, it starts with denial and it moves its way through. And the last place on the ladder where you finally have options is acceptance. Because if you deny yourself that there's anything wrong, there's no, there's no nothing you can do can fix it if you don't acknowledge there's an issue. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, acceptance is not approval. 
And that's where a lot of people get concerned. Well, I'll never approve of that. Well, I'm not asking for your approval. Uh, Acceptance doesn't mean that you condone something that's happened. It doesn't mean that you agree with what has happened. You are just acknowledging what is. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's simply an acknowledgement of what is. The judgment, all of that stuff is for the birds in the sense that we put all of this anguish and emotion and grief into it. So if we can set aside that emotions, and this comes with what we're going to learn here and some of our techniques, being able to manage a open and open and available reasonable brain, then we can actually function and address things appropriately, not emotionally, not instinctively, but logically. Mm -hmm. And we can solve anything when we can get there, but our biology gets in the way of doing that. So the first hurdle we have to overcome is recognize that we may not be doing what we should be doing or the way that we should be doing it. There's no judgment in it, but if we want to be, if you are standing in Phoenix, Arizona, and you want to be in San Diego, you at some point when you're driving on the I-10 East, you have to realize that you're going to end up in Louisiana sooner than you are going to end up in uh, San Diego. So, so that's why it's important because we, we might be making great time. We might be getting amazing gas mileage on our way to Louisiana. (laughs) So we could be really good at that, but if it's counterproductive to what it is we're trying to achieve, then it's pointless. So if we could do things better, redirect ourselves, it all starts with acceptance. It's okay that we make bad decisions. It's how we learn. That's how we keep my, you know, when I, I would love this when I was younger, um, I would babysit for my uncle to give him a break when his mom was um, going through some major health issues. I would watch the kids so he could go be with his mom, you know, and take her to dialysis and all of these things. Or sometimes I would just go watch the kids so he could take a break because mm-hmm. he had work, he had kids, he had mom, he had nothing. You know, so I'd, you know, give him a break so he could go meet up with some friends and have a nice meal without having to manage all of that stuff, you know, and he would always say, keep it between the fences when I would leave driving home, keep it between the fences. So it's not that you have to drive a straight line, but you have to know where the fences are. And some, some of us just don't know if we weren't taught about money or the stuff that we were taught is wrong. So what did he mean by that? So, like, you know, when you drive down the freeway, there's fences. So, like, I could veer off to the other side of the uh-huh. freeway if I wanted, as long as I kept it between the fences. Yeah. It, you know, and it's 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 kind of a uh, – I, I like it because it's about st- staying the course but knowing that you can drift. You got a little flexibility there. Yeah. 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 And and the, the, the drift can be a good thing. Yeah. You know, in that sense. Cool. Um, so – uh, so set aside judgment, okay, because the judgment with emotion and guilt and, uh, and anxiety serves no purpose. It just makes it worse. So we have to set aside judgment. Have you been partying too much? Have you been shopping too much? Whatever your challenges are, have you been skipping out on work when you know you should be working? You know, just little things that make or exacerbate your situation, we have to accept that that's what we've been doing. 
And then we have to make an agreement with ourselves that we're going to find a better way. And the first thing that we need to do is give ourselves back our self-esteem and and reinforce the capability that we have inside of us to make this change because that's the toughest part. It's not taking the first step. It's believing that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And so we have to work on our belief systems and empower ourselves. And, you know, think about that song on the radio that's so annoying, all right? And it's because it's so popular, it's in heavy rotation. Yeah. And then you're sitting at your desk or you're gardening or you're doing something and what flipping song pops into your head? The one that's so annoying. Because why? Because it's played over and over and it's created an imprint. Exactly. So what we have to do is use that, harness that same power of repeated exposure for good. So, I mean, instead of having something that is repetitive and annoying, why can't we have something that's repetitive and productive? Yeah. That makes way more sense. So that's what we need to do is capture that same power, something very simple, and use our powerful process of affirmation to restore our self-worth and our capabilities. Mm -hmm. Now, I have created a process called the six P's for affirmation success, and um, we are getting ready to um, finish the book, so that'll be its own book because – affirmations are critical whether it comes to money management or weight management or anything. It's not limited to one specific thing. And so I thought for an affirmation process to help people be more successful, it needs to be its own book. And so we're just polishing that up. We've got so many in the pipeline. They're all starting to come to fruition, which is pretty exciting. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, So let me go over these six P's with you uh, briefly. And uh, then you can learn how to create your own affirmations because anybody can create an affirmation. But whether or not it's productive and valuable is another story. Because if you think about it, we have a bunch of crappy affirmations that go on all the time. And we don't even realize that we're doing it. Let's say you're walking from your car to your house and you've got a ton of groceries that you're carrying. And you're walking and you're trying to put the key in the door. And then all of a sudden, you trip and fall and lose all of your groceries. Okay. So in that moment... Now we've got a highly emotionally charged event. We've got survival charges in there. We've got instinctive charges to, you know, fight, freeze, or flee because we've just had a physical accident. So now we're physically in danger. So we've got a heightened sense of ourselves on two fronts, both emotionally and instinctively. And what do we say to ourselves? Dang it, I'm so clumsy. Yeah. So what do we just do? We reinforce that we're clumsy. Forget the fact that, you know, you kicked a rock or something was in your way that you couldn't see that caused the fall. You just attributed it to your own abilities. And so what is your brain going to start doing? It's, I'm so clumsy. Well, I'm going to have to look for another reason to fall. And it's going to seek out the problems. You ever notice like when you, when they teach you first how to ski or snowboard that where your eyes go you follow. Have you ever done that? So if you're trying to avoid crashing, don't stare at the tree Yeah, right. because that's where you're going to go. You need to look where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. And the brain is so powerful and it's very literal when it comes to some instructional commands that we just whoop. So when we sit there and say we're clumsy, I'm not good at managing money. I'm bad at money management. We're affirming the wrong things. And we make affirmations. I'm crazy. I'm frazzled. I'm this. 
So your body will manifest all of those commands that we give it. Hmm. I'm hanging on by a thread. So your brain is going to make it so you are. Yeah. And and it's that's how powerful the brain is. It, it's not it's it seems like card before the horse, but it's really not. And so we have to change that using the power of affirmation. So the six P's are it must be personal. So all affirmations have to start with I. You can't affirm something for somebody else. It must be present tense, meaning I am, as if it's happening now, because the brain is always working a step ahead. So if you say that something is happening now, it's going to work on the next thing, Mm -hmm. which is a really powerful tool. Um, It must be uh, positive. Say what you want, not what you don't want. Don't affirm that you're crazy or clumsy or ill-equipped to manage money. Mm -hmm. I am wealthy. I am a good money manager. I take care of my finances. You know, uh, so then we want to go to um, uh, power and it must be within our own power to be able to accomplish it. You cannot say I am a lottery winner and expect those balls to magically come up to the numbers you picked. It has to be within your power in order for it to be achievable. And then finally, it must be practiced. Okay, so we must say it over and over like the broken record, like the crappy song in heavy rotation. We have to do it over and over again to get it from our conscious mind, which with our critical filters that say, no, that's not true. Once we say it often enough, then it'll get, then it'll slip in and get accepted into the subconscious brain. And so that's why we have to do this over and over. So if you would like more great resources and a worksheet to help you with your six piece for affirmation, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for the rest of our Keys to Riches financial philosophy and great ways and tools to apply those keys, visit our website and click on all of the links for all the great goodies. For the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Moolah Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.